You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Psychic Radio. Ask1radio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is Amanda Hall Psych on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio. You're here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast. Look, I know we're lashing out a little bit early for trick or treat, but I just thought because the show doesn't actually fall on Halloween this year, I thought we'd get in early. And I think it's probably, you know, about time that we sort of let our guard down a little bit and let's have some fun. It's been a really, really difficult year for most people. So I'm hoping this year at Halloween will actually bring you some peace. It might even put a smile on your dial, which I think is what we all need at the moment. We all need some fun in our lives. We all need a treat, I think. It's been such a very difficult year in one way or another with COVID and not being able to see our family and friends and and disruptions to work and life balance and not knowing what the future holds. And it's just, it's really hard, I think, to keep the positive momentum. But anyway, let's get on with the Simply Tarot card of the week this week. And interestingly enough, it's quite a negative sort of card. It's called the Three of Swords. It's the card of deception, frustration and jealousy. Now, that card probably sums up how a lot of people sort of feel their lives are feeling at the moment. They feel like they've been deceived in one form or another, whether it's from sort of political arenas or whether it's just people around you or just feeling like you feel like you've been robbed in some sort of way and robbed of your life. So that's where the frustration comes in. I don't know that necessarily jealousy comes into it for every single person. But maybe there is a little tinge of the green-eyed monster there, jealousy for what we used to have or, you know, wanting to go back to a simpler time in life. And I can understand that. It has been a tumultuous sort of year. And I know many parts around the globe are heading into elections. And I think everybody's just so sick to death of, if it's not COVID, we're hearing about, we're hearing about the political arena and the, the spin and the the BS that comes out of all politicians' mouths, it doesn't matter where you live on the planet, every politician, I think, you know, signs up for BS when they first join the political arena. I know here in Australia we've got one on the weekend and, look, I can't wait for it to be over. I'm so sick to death of seeing political advertising and I know you guys in the US go to the polls next week. So it's sort of like we'll be able to breathe a sigh of relief when some of these things are over and done with and decided and let's sort of get back onto some positivity. So I want to focus on the candle of the week this week first off before we go into the astrology. And it's a little bit of a a celebration time for me. I'm I'm working with the Simply Tarot candle this week. And this is the candle that I first decided to make a candle range from. And the reasons why I did that five years ago was to launch it to be an adjunct product to our very, very first tarot set that, that went on the market. 15 years ago this year on Halloween. So it's my baby turning 15 and, you know, our candle's now five. But I designed this candle so that it would enhance people's reading ability. 
that when they were performing readings or wanted to sort of tap into their own psychic ability, this was the candle that would bring that to them. It's a candle that has a fragrance of vanilla and lavender and hence it's a purple candle for that reason, for the Simply Tarot. So if you're looking to sort of enhance any psychic reading, why don't you burn a candle around you? Even if you don't have a Simply Tarot one, put your favourite candle on and just sort of stare into the flame because I feel that gives us a more important point of focus that we can actually sort of start to focus on what we're talking about or what we're, we're gleaning from our psychic ability. So it's my little bit of time to brag. This is our Simply Tarot set that we brought out 15 years ago on Halloween. And we still have a few sets left. And I'm going to sort of offer them at a special. If you go to my website, you'll find you know all the information on the A1R Psychic Radio page. And type in the word tarot. And we'll, have, we'll be running a special there on Simply Tarot till the end of November to celebrate our 15th birthday. So this is a, a really great set for anybody that's just starting out. It is a Teach Yourself set that actually has a book, a set of tarot cards that I've been featuring here on the show, and it also has a DVD. And in my opinion, that's the best part of the set is the fact that you can pop it onto your, your PC or onto your, your television set if you still have a DVD, if you're antiquated like me and like DVDs. Um, that you can actually learn while you're following the instructions in the book. Sometimes people learn more on a visual sort of sense. So that's the Simply Tarot set this week that we're featuring. And it's happy birthday to Simply Tarot on Halloween for 15 years. So that now puts us into the retro market that we've now turned retro. We're 15 years old. Now let's get on with the astrology section because, look, this week I've, my inbox has been overflowing with people saying to me, Amanda, why do I feel this sort of sense of doom and gloom? I'm normally a positive person. I feel really uncomfortable. I'm having trouble focusing. I'm having trouble pulling my head around this. I'm having trouble sort of getting out of bed. And it's sort of like all of a sudden, people that are usually very strong, very motivated, very determined, usually know where they're going, feel like they're falling apart at the seams. Look, I think there's a number of reasons for this. And one of the is I think is called fatigue, is fatigue for everything that's been going on in 2020, you know, between COVID and elections and you can do this and you can't do that and how do we get around this and, you know, what we can't make any long-range plans because we never know what the restrictions are going to be from hour to hour. I think all of that plays a major part in it. But also the fact that we've got Mercury retrograde. Now, Mercury is the planet of communication, illusion, delusion. It can be the planet of trickery. Now, that's a really interesting word to put with a planet of communication. But sometimes people do trick us by their words. The way that they can deliver a speech or deliver a message sometimes isn't always truthful. Now, at the moment, Mercury's in the final stages of being in Scorpio. So any time a planet's in Scorpio, it's a very intense energy. It's not necessarily a negative energy. It's just very powerful. It sort of brings all our emotions to the surface and it sort of stirs up a lot that maybe we've had hidden or buried or choose not to look at and it's like everything starts rumbling around now and sort of wanting to sort of come to the surface. Now, when you add to that, we've got the sun has just moved into Scorpio and is in the early stages of Scorpio. This has made it a very difficult, uncomfortable time because it's sort of the yin and the yang has been sort of almost fighting with itself. It's sort of like, you know, we've had the moon in Pisces, 
which is another water sign. So we'll talk about that in a minute. So we've had a lot of emotional stuff coming to the surface, particularly in the last three days. And no, it's not a full moon and no, it's not a new moon. It's just coming from the other planetary configurations and probably more is Mercury is the culprit here, triggering the stuff with the sun in Scorpio. But that's also sort of sitting at opposite ends. If you could imagine the opposite ends of a seesaw, it's sitting at opposite ends with Uranus, the planet of the unusual and the unexpected. So Uranus is trying to show us to find some sort of stability out of all this madness. But at the same time, it's like a seesaw going up and down or pulling or pushing at each other that are saying, well, one minute I feel like I've got some positivity. I know where I'm going. The next minute, bang, the seesaw hits the ground and I feel like I've, I've never felt so depressed and lonely and, 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 and unsure of myself and not sure where I'm going. And it's like, will this ever stop? Yes, believe me and me, it will stop. And I think the most important thing I can suggest to you is just go with it. Don't try and force anything. If you can take some downtime when you feel like that, go and switch on the telly, watch your favourite movie, stick on Netflix, stick on some music or something like that and just lose yourself in the time. If you can't do that and you've got to focus and keep your mind focused at work, then just try and break it down into smaller modules that you can just, you know, bite-sized pieces that you can handle. Now, Mercury will be retrograde until roughly the 5th of November or November 5th. So well and truly past the US election, Mercury actually goes into a stationary position on the 3rd, but he doesn't actually move and go direct or move forward again until the 5th. So I always like to err on the side of caution and I like to take my Mercury retrograde until Mercury is actually moving forward again. So Mercury retrograde as of tomorrow will slip back into the sign of Libra. So that should sort of ease the mental pressure a little bit. It'll be sort of more about one minute I'll feel happy, the next minute I'll feel sad, but it won't feel this intense, deep sort of my goodness, what's going to happen is the world going to end sort of feeling that we've all been experiencing. So I'm pleased to say, you know, only a few more hours of that and that will sort of come to a close but we'll sort of still have this up and down energy, but it won't be anywhere near as intense. Now, to add insult to injury, we've also had Neptune, the planet of illusion or delusion, or where our creativity comes from, is actually holding hands with the moon, the emotional planet at the moment in Pisces. So this is sort of Neptune sort of asking us to go out into the fog, sort of be a little bit like Peter Pan at the moment, go out into the dream world or the fantasy world of how we would like things to be in our lives and maybe find a little bit of solace there in sort of this fantasy world of Neverland and sort of, you know, let our emotions just run free for a while and let them feel a little bit more lighthearted. There's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes we've got to allow ourselves to be childlike like that. Then I think, you know, out of all that, we may get a couple of ideas of inspiration that we can bring back and then put it into the basket of, okay, on the to-do list or maybe to explore list. So those sort of things are very real at the moment. Even in this very intense energy, I think we can have pockets of being sort of childlike and disappearing into our own fantasy world, and there's nothing wrong with that. So we still have the three major culprits sitting in Capricorn that I've been talking about all year. I sound a bit like a broken record now. We've got Jupiter holding hands with Pluto, the planet of transformation, holding hands with the planet of Saturn discipline. So we are seeing the world trying to expand or get back to some sort of stage of normal. But Pluto keeps pushing us down and hitting us on the head and saying, hang on a minute, you haven't learnt your lessons yet. 
you keep telling me you've learnt your lessons, but, you know, the only lesson that you've learnt is, oh, well, I did that last week. Let's open everything up. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. Let's expand the economy. Let's pretend nothing's happening. Yes, I think we do have a reason to feel slightly optimistic. I'm, look, I'm an optimistic person and I always think out of every dark cloud comes a silver lining or something sparkly out of it. And out of what's going to come out of COVID is the fact that we've all took time to stand still for a while and find out who we were as human beings and what's important to us. And I think family and our close friends are going to become more important and more special to us than what they would have been in this busy madness of us always out there trying to make a dollar and trying to keep everything afloat and keep up with the Joneses and whatever, we're starting to realise that the financial and the material side of life is not quite as important as we once thought it was. So I think there will be a real shift and a real realignment. And out of that too, maybe we're going to find we're going to find that climate change is going to become more of an issue than what it ever has been. And I briefly heard this morning that UK is starting to look more towards climate change as, as being a reality and had a phone call with our Prime Minister overnight, who I don't think really knows what even climate change means, but that's another topic. So if people are starting to sort of find some sort of new reality out of all this, then it's a good thing. And it's a good thing that we've had COVID if that's what it took as the catalyst to make people sit up and take notice and start to make some changes in this world of ours. I think we all became far too busy and became so very self-absorbed and self-centred that, you know, we had to have this sudden correction in life to make us look at what's important. Do I think that there's a vaccine on the horizons? Of course I do. Fingers crossed, you know, we get one fairly soon and the world can get back to its new normal. And I don't know that things will go back to the way that they were before. And people sort of look at me strange when I say I think overseas travel is going to become a luxury. I think it's going to be that people will explore their own backyards more and find that there's some really beautiful places to explore in the country that you live in and reconnect with their own local environments and rejuvenate their own economies. And that can't be a bad thing. So we're going to talk to Sarah in Windsor in Ontario in Canada. Are you there, Sarah? Yes, I am. Hello, Sarah. Can you hear me? Oh, it doesn't look like we've got Sarah yet, so I'll keep talking. Do you see it? Hello, Sarah. Hi, Hello. can you hear me? Hello. Okay, now, sweetheart, do you have a question I can work with, darling? Sorry? Do you have a question I can answer for you? Um, I want to know about my own um, mediumship. Um, I'm just wondering if it's going to be getting stronger or if I've just reached like a plateau and it's not going to get anywhere else. Okay, that's a really, really interesting question, Sarah, because each and every one of us has our own natural psychic ability. Some of us lean towards mediumship, other people lean towards reading cards or working with astrology or numerology or whatever. And I think in every person's development, we get to a point like you're at at the moment that you're questioning whether or not it's going to get any stronger. You know, you feel like yeah. you've hit a plateau, you've hit, you feel like you've hit the wall. The interesting thing is, Sarah, no, you haven't hit a wall. It's just that you're not as consciously aware now of how to measure it. Now, what that says to me is the fact that now it's becoming very automatic. It's like, a, you know, we have a routine that we do when we first wake up in the morning. You know, we get up, we brush our teeth, wash our face, comb our hair, head out to the kitchen and put the coffee on or whatever your regime might be. But you do that automatically. You don't stop and consciously say, 
this is what I'm going to do next. It just happens. Well, being a psychic or being a medium gets to the same point where it just happens. And it just, you don't realize that it is still actually building and getting stronger because you're not consciously having to do the steps or do what you needed to do before to be able to get messages from the other side. It just becomes automatic. What I'm sort of also seeing is that they're strengthening you up in ways that you couldn't begin to imagine. While you're sleeping of a night, you're actually doing a lot of work with the other side, even though you don't realise that they're taking you out and they're, they're training you up, they're giving you exercises to do, they're introducing you to other people to learn different techniques. And this is, again, okay. becoming very automatic for you. So... If some days you wake up in the morning and you feel like you've already run a marathon, then just know that yeah. <laughs> you did a lot of work during the night, you know, and that's the reasons why. It's not that you've done anything wrong. It's just that the intensity of like you're going to university or, you know, secondary school or tertiary education has happened on a psychic level. And it's, it's, okay. it's very interesting because a lot of times we sort of start to think, oh, my goodness, I'm losing my ability. Nothing sort of feels like I'm, I'm, you know, I've got something that I can measure. I can't get a ruler out and say, I've measured, I've moved this far on the ruler. And this is what's happening with you. So I want you to just sort of relax, go with it. If you wake up in the morning and you feel like you've run the marathon, if you can find, you know, some time that you can take it a bit easier that day, that would be suggested. But sometimes we can't do that because we've got work and commitments and things like that. But if you can even if it's five minutes, to sit there and just listen to your favourite piece of music or light a candle and just stare into it and just let everything just be, that will also help intensify what you've been through during the night. It'll allow everything to sort of like catch up. If you can imagine in the okay. old days when we used to have tape recorders and we used to rewind the cassette tape or the videotape and we used to hear yeah. it sort of as it was coming to the end, you know, it was nearly finished. Well, that's what lighting the candle or listening to your favourite piece of music is like. It's like that final bit of, you know, getting everything nicely tightened up. So that's why it's so important that we allow ourselves to do those sort of things. I mean, look, for each and every one of us, we have different things that become normal for us. For me, I like to sort of be in nature, even if it's only sort of walking outside and, you know, walking on the earth without shoes. That's my way of, you know, re realigning myself you know for other people it's going to the beach or the river or the walk in the woods or doing something yeah. find what works for you but I also feel that sort of taking five minutes every day whether it's to a favorite piece of music a candle or whatever is a really really important regime we all need to be in I try and make it more than five minutes a day if I can but I, I try to sort of religiously do that no matter what's happening in my life because I know that's important for me. It's as important as feeding our body food, sleeping of a night and bathing of a day. This is all those three things combined for us on a psychic level that we have to do. You have to find what works for you, but even in the busiest times, we can all find five minutes. And that's why I call it yeah, the five-minute regime. You know, like, you know, we don't all have half an hour or an hour. I mean, that would be wonderful if we did, but I don't know about you, but I don't certainly have an hour in my day. 
and I don't have little children to look after anymore. So, but, you know, <laughs> your life is always full. And, and that's what part of being a psychic is, that our lives are always full and there's always something to do. And this just recharges everything for you. The other thing that I want to share with you, which is something that I think is incredibly important too, we talk about sort of, you know, we collect a lot of psychic debris throughout our lives and through our work and all those sort of things. How do we clear that? Now, the, the, the simplest way that I can teach you to do that is if you have a bathtub, but if you don't, you mix some up in a bucket of water and just rub it into your skin, is plain, simple, old-fashioned Epsom salts. A couple of tablespoons okay. of that in a bathtub, throw it all over your skin, rub it into the skin so that we're rubbing it in. And we're, it's like we're removing the psychic gunk. And as I said, if you don't have a bathtub, put it in a bucket or a bowl or whatever and rub it into your skin and then rinse it off under the shower. If you can get into a habit of doing that, preferably once a week, but again, we don't always have that time, but once a month or once every couple of months, you just keep everything tip-top and clean. And that's really important and particularly more so in these very difficult emotional times that we've been through in 2020 because people are turning to us more for answers because they're so confused, they're so lost. So it's really important that we keep ourselves in pristine condition, if you want to look at it that way, and not absorbing their their emotions as well. So I hope that helped you, Sarah, but I know that you're, you're yes. getting stronger every day. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. We're going to go to Connie now in San Diego in California. Are you there, Connie? Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Connie. How are you today? You have a question I can work with, Connie? I cannot hear you. You can't hear me. Oh, you have a question I can work with, sweetie? Yeah, I can hear you now. How are okay, you doing? So thank you so much for, for calling me. I appreciate you. That's right, Woody. Do you have a question I can answer for you? Yes. Um, I have, well, a very dear friend of mine passed away recently. And I don't know why I, we, being, we were friends for, I met her for about less than a month, but we connected mm -hmm. very well. And I'm wondering why I felt, I, you know, I still feel very connected to her. Okay, look, when people pass away, we all sort of tend to think as human beings that there's going to be this ongoing amazing connection and we're looking for something really out of the box, I suppose, even though we might have had a good connection here on Earth and it was very, very strong. We've got to understand that when somebody passes away, there's no actual timetable for when that they're ready to reconnect with us here on Earth. Some people are never ready. They don't wish to. Other people are like little chatterboxes and just don't stop talking or don't stop showing us symbols or signals and things that we know that's them. With your friend, I sort of feel it's a mixture of both. There's times there where they want to be really sort of chatty, even if it's about mundane sort of stuff things that are really of no consequence in your life but just letting you know they're there and then there's other pockets of what i'm picking up as absolute sort of silence it's like as if i can't even feel them around me so that 
not an uncommon thing. What you've got to understand is that they've got work to do on the other side as well. Just because they've left the earthly plane doesn't mean their soul's journey or their soul's work is completed. There's still work to do. And sometimes that doesn't include contacting us. So I feel that your friend is with you all the time, but I just don't feel that they feel the need to make their presence known. Have you had a couple of dreams about them since they've passed away that were sort of peculiar that you couldn't put it all together? The funny thing is that the day she passed, um, you know the feeling that you have when you're going on a roller coaster and then it goes straight down? How do you feel like something lifts? That's the feeling I had the day she passed away. Is I felt even dizzy. I had to get walk out of the office because I thought I was with a, you know, faint. Um, and then the next day I found out that she passed away during the night. Okay. So it was weird. It was like she was... Yeah, darling, but that's not an uncommon thing. Sometimes people give us a message that we don't understand at the time until the next day and then we get the news that they've passed away during the night and we think, oh, well, that must have been what that was about. If I can give you an example, this might sort of help you understand. When I was a very small girl, I was probably about seven or eight, I had a dream about a man that lived up the street from me where I'd been run over by a car and then I just got back on my feet, gone back to school and then I was doing sort of like girl guide things, you know, like doing jobs for money sort of thing to raise money and I got bitten by a dog. So, you know, I had these two major incidences within a couple of months. Now, he came to my rescue. Now, in this dream that I had, I could see him fading away. I could see him waving to me as if he was waving me off on the school bus because he used to live across the road from where I used to catch the bus to school. Now, I woke up in the middle of the night sobbing. I couldn't understand what this meant. My mother said, oh, don't be ridiculous, you know, go back to sleep, you're only having a bad dream. Well, it was the next day that I found that he had passed at about the time that I had the dream. So for him, his major concern was to let me know that he was going away and that I was going to be on my own, but he would still have a guiding eye over me, even, you know, because he'd been there through these other tragedies. So just look at it that your friend was so connected to you that she wanted to let you know that things were changing and she wanted you to know that she would always be there. That's why she came through to you in the way she did before you got the message. So, you know, just be mindful of that okay. and if you feel something's that Oh, just have a conversation with her out loud. Just say, oh, it's a beautiful day here or the leaves are falling or whatever and just acknowledge her in that way and it will become stronger and stronger. I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Unfortunately, Connie, I have to go. We're in the last 60 seconds of the show. So don't forget, type yes. in tarot in the coupon box on my website for your Simply Tarot retro set for our birthday special. Until next week, have a great week and happy Halloween and I hope you get lots of treats. We don't want any tricks this year. We've had enough tricks this year. We just want nothing but treats and positivity and enjoy the time and know that the veil is the thinnest and most of our loved ones will be coming to visit us in some form or another and you know, leave something sweet out for them too. They like to know that they're appreciated. See you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>